This is but a test. Okay, kids, let's go. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello, what have we here? So funny. Hello. Holy shit. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. You're getting bad someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. To the galaxy. <sighs> I'm Batman. We were, we were Batman. Where were all the drugs going? How did you guys do it? Three friends against an empire. We had each other. I want to put that horrible line in other, other fandoms and see how it sounds. How did you f- defeat the Joker and save Gotham? Well, we had him, me and Alfred, we had each other. We had Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> me and Alfred, we were friends. I know he has to do what I say and I pay him, but we were friends. I just want him to be truthful for once and be like we had no fucking idea what we were doing <laughs> we were drunk <laughs> we read the script man that's all i can say hey i just George. forgot until this very moment that uh andy circus is the alfred in the upcoming the bat yeah you saw the uh the most recent oh was there a fourth one i think there was a thing that dropped Yesterday or two days ago? Shit, no, about I about a two and a that. half, three minute long. Uh, not nothing too groundbreaking. Um, a little more dialogue, I think. But okay. <clears throat> oh wait, yeah. there was a new a new version of it at the Super Bowl, wasn't there? Yeah, maybe that's when it. Maybe I did dropped. see that live. That could be a few days off. Let's see here. I was juiced when I saw it at the Super Bowl. Juiced Even though I knew it was coming, and I've seen it a bunch of. I've seen like all three of the trailers multiple times, but I'm looking forward to it. Dropped February 20th, so it's yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, no, I haven't seen that. Brand yeah. Uses. You know, um, I was mentioning this uh, earlier today after watching that. The style and the theme of this one actually reminds me of Joker. The Joker film. Yeah. Um, the way Batman comes up and it's a single color. And it's red. And the way how... It's just kind of like a simplistic retro almost yep and that's uh, along the same vein so i'm wondering if they're gonna overlap at all ever is joker truly a standalone i don't know yeah joker was a weird i know i haven't seen it in a while but it was a weird one in that it was hard to pin down the era that it was in you know right like i know there's obvious parts where people have like you know a smartphone or whatever but there's so much of it that just felt like like 80s New York, like grimy 80s grungy New York. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think it is like present time. So yeah, man, Batman. And even the uh, even down to the freaking Batmobile. Looks like a freaking Camaro. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it does look just like a muscle car with spray paint on it. Yeah. Yeah, which is sometimes what you, you don't you don't need a freaking ice vessel inside the engine of the Batmobile. It does feel um, kind of stripped down, a stripped down version of Batman. Not not a ton of like gadgets, gadgets, super gadgets. G- gizmos and gadgets. That's where I was going. Shout out to Tommy Boy. Shout out to Gremlins too. Gremlins too with the sh- yeah. gadgets. Magneto. Wait, is gadget a real thing? 
a ga- gizmos and gadgets. I combined them. Gidgets and gasmos. Oh, stop that. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I I feel like watching these trailers, it's a stripped down version of Batman. Um, he's not all high tech yet. He's just kind of putting the idea of Batman together. And you mm-hmm. can kind of see him. And one of the main shots that makes me think that is there's one scene where he walks into a crime scene and they focus in on his boots. And it literally looks like he's just wearing like black Timberlands. And you're like, this dude's just kind of roughing it. Like, well, especially for a guy named Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm i excited because, uh, you know, it could be kind of a stripped down fun version. I'm, I'm excited. We haven't we haven't seen that. You know, if you want to talk about a, a version yeah. of version of Batman that we haven't seen, you know, they all have their own aesthetic, but we haven't seen like Bruce Wayne put together the idea of what Batman is. It's always like we we come in and we see his well, Batman parent, begins. Parents die, don't you think? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's not stripped down. It's it's very. You know what Batman you know, Begins does military. is it kind of builds the character of Bruce Wayne. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fair point, but I, I haven't uh, seen it in a long time. I watched it not too long ago, and it was kind of one of those things like I'd rather just watch Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, has I, its place. It has I guess maybe place. since Michael Keaton hasn't been very stripped down. Because he did, I guess he did have a lot of gimmicks, but at the end of the day, especially the first one, you know, he's got yeah. his little, his bat wing. And does he have like the submarine fucking thing in that one too? Or is it just the no, bat wing? No, he has the bat wing. <clears throat> but there's not, I mean, he's not doing crazy superhero-like things. Yeah. You know, it is pretty much him just, you know, punching guys. So we'll see. And then with a, with a villain like the Riddler... Mm. I mean, you're, you're not getting like interdimensional alien stuff and crazy tech. It's like mind games. But yeah, mind play. That's yeah. what, and that's exactly, you know, for how much I love Joker, the other one that can do Batman justice is is Riddler. He'll, he will literally crumble Gotham and Batman just by asking questions. Yeah, dude. What do you have for a, breakfast? And that's a very, like, that's a talent. That's an evil just to be like, hey, bitch. This is the truth. What are you going to fucking do about it? And Batman's like, this is the truth. <laughs> can't handle it. Um, was the Riddler in the recent trailer? Mm. Or no, they still keeping him hidden? A little, uh, I think <clears throat> hidden. Uh, you see Batman kind of at a at a prison talking behind the glass. Okay. Like in the, in the little phone booth things that they do. Um, and he like smashes the, the glass in frustration. So I imagine he's talking to the Riddler. But he's always I, I, smashing glass in holding cells. God damn it. Whether with heads or with fists. Um, I was wondering because I didn't see the trailer, but one of the guys in the chat posted about the guy who's playing the Riddler. Where's my yes. Okay. I just looked Paul that up. Dano. We, uh, an interesting choice. I'm not mad or, or happy about it. I'm excited more to see what happens. And it's the preacher dude from There Will Be Blood, which was a wonderful see? performance. I recognize him as one of the nerd uh, sidekicks from um, Girl Next Door. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in fucking forever. Yeah, that's the that's the one spot I knew him from. <laughs> so okay. it's it's kind of just like <laughs> they're they're pulling they're pulling from uh, you know uh, you know I, we we don't know him that well, so it's exciting to see what what yeah. he can do. Actually, makes me want to go back and rewatch that movie before 
uh, before the Batman. You know what else needs to be done before the Batman, if anyone's listening and hasn't checked out our fanboy commentary in a while? Uh, it probably doesn't tie in storyline-wise at all with uh, the new one, but we do have fanboy commentary for the 490s Batman flicks. So yeah, always trousers. worth giving those a rewatch and a re-listen. You know, I'm looking up. It says release date March 4th, which we're only like a fucking week away. <sighs> um, I'm looking at showtimes already, and showtimes start locally on March 2nd. How the fuck does that work? You know, <laughs> I've it been says, annoyed about the goddamn midnight release shit since actually a long time ago in a galaxy far away when I went back to try to find a quote from episode like 11 of the podcast. We were complaining about this back then in 2014. It's been yep. an ongoing irritation in my brain is like the midnight release is like at 3 p.m. the day before. <laughs> And now it sounds like it's two days before. It's two days. So there is a 7 p.m. local on, on March 2nd. March 3rd is jam fucking packed. Every hour and a half, they're playing it at, at several theaters. So what's what's the point of saying a release date? There is no point. Even the banner on Fandango homepage says only in theaters March 4th. First showtime, Wednesday, March 2nd. <laughs> That's so fucking goofy. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to wait until Friday night. Yeah, we'll uh wow, we'll see. That's going to be a hell of a weekend. Then we got BT Bam on uh on Saturday at the Newport. Oh sure. It's going to be a goddamn time. Yeah, um I am looking at some of the pictures for uh the Batman it looks. I'm. I'm excited, man. The one thing that I am interested uh, is the um, relationship between him and uh, <clears throat> Selena Kyle. Always with Selena Kyle. Well, you know, there was, I guess, a dabble of sexual tension in um, Batman Returns, but it wasn't. Oh, it was more than a dabble. They were making out by the king's fireplace. Were they really? I guess oh, they yeah. all. You know, I'm. I'm stepping on my own toes because. They all have a little bit of that because you you forget about um, the blonde woman, Eminem's mother from Eight the, Mile. The reporter, yeah, the reporter. Yeah, she. Yeah, so he was banging her. And next one, he goes after Pussy Woman. <laughs> um, is this a James Bond film? No? Yeah, and then he's got uh, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel. The, the rest of the fucking way. Well, the, no, there's a, still the girl in uh, Batman Forever. I can't remember her name. The actress's name. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then in Batman and Robin, it's Poison Ivy. There's always Jenny, a little sexual tension in Jenny uh, Craig. Batman. Jenny Craig, yeah. Jenny Wasn't Craig that her? And, uh, what? Wasn't Jenny Uma, Craig Uma Thurman? Uma, Uma Thurman? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of them? Jenny Craig, is that an actual woman or is that just a, that's a franchise of gyms, isn't it? Or like low carb but muffins or something. I don't know, but I just searched Jenny Craig Batman, <laughs> and we're getting weird here. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some weird shit there. I wouldn't go too far down that rabbit hole. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Those uh, I'm gonna have to watch one of the fanboy commentaries. Those Batman and Robin just goes just goes to a whole place. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it does take it to like a weird, like even for childhood us yeah back then we knew what the fuck is happening yeah yeah 
I didn't throw it in. I should have, but we were up visiting my mom this weekend and looking through a bunch of old VHS tapes, like home videos and shit. And mixed in there was, well, I sent you guys a clip of like one of our news videos back from high school, which was ridiculous. But also mixed in the VHS tapes was a copy of Batman Forever. Just in case, yeah. I should have thrown it in just to see what it looked like on a VHS, just to get like the real nostalgia feels. But I was obsessed with the dude from three years old. I was in Batman. I was, I was in Batman. I was inside Batman from three years old. I was in the Batcave. Watching Batman Returns at four. Watching Selena Kyle and Batman make out on the couch. What else you got to do on a hey, Tuesday? Man. It is what it is. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, Tell me what, about it. what are your what are your top three most pivotal uh universes characters from from the 90s like mm-hmm. Batman would clearly be one of ours mm-hmm. what would be maybe two others that just took you and ran with you dude there's so many yeah I mean we talk about a lot of them but I instantly was like oh I know the next two and then I was like wait there's like seven more that I kind of have to whittle down um <clears throat> I'd say Pokemon definitely and that was getting toward the end of the decade but definitely Pokemon yeah, you know, if if there was anything maybe earlier uh, than Batman for me, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was going to be my third one. Um, and then my other one... Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say not Pokemon, but the other one I will say is Power Rangers for sure. I think it's Power Rangers... pick, you know? You know, Power Rangers was a bigger thing earlier. Pokemon didn't launch till like, what, 97, 98? Uh, I, I always forget which comes first. I think it was the show first in 96. Sh- or the game first in 96. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, and then the show was like 97. Um, Yeah, I mean, you got to think the Power Rangers movie was out by 95. Oh, man. That's right. And all those classic cups from Burger King. Pff, dude, you know how much those things are worth? My wife actually, for my birthday last year, got me, not Power Rangers, but it was an old school Return of the Jedi glass from, it was a giveaway at a, at some fast food. I can't remember. It was either McDonald's or Burger King, mm-hmm. but it was cool, man. Retro style. And I still am convinced, I argue about this every time I see my mom, but I know she got rid of all my shit, but I had all of those collectible Pokemon or uh, Power Rangers glasses. With the glasses, what I was thinking of was the cups with the helmets as the lid of the cup. Yeah, but I think they were glass, right? I think the they were tops? like mugs. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of like Star Wars versions of it because I remember like a Jar Jar. Yeah. Jar Jar head. Jar. I'm going to say Burger King Power Rangers cups. Power And Rangers. it might not be Burger King. It might be McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, because that was the first time... I mean, I couldn't go to YouTube and like look at trailers and stuff. So when I got those cups as the promo and like the drive-through, I was like, "Oh, there's new Zords!" Like that's when you first saw the frog mm. and shit was with those goddamn cups. Now let's see what we got going on here. I could be, you know how how funny memory is, especially when nostalgia is mixed in. I might be making this entire thing up. Yeah, let's you see. were uh, on another level over here. Nope. Here we go. 
Oh, that's Flintstones. God damn it. It was like this, though, but the mugs were like in the shape of their Zords. I swear. I swear this was a thing. Oh, man. Now I'm looking like, oh, you know what it was? It was Batman Forever. And we were just talking about that. I mixed them up in my head. It was these. I had all of these. Riddler, Two-Face, Batman, and someone else. What a time to be alive, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Two-Face, baby. Pink Ranger. <sighs> that was a whole mood, man. I tell you what, uh, I was trying to think of like the my earliest crush from like TV shows and movies and all that. And while Pink Ranger might have been the earliest, I'll tell you what, man. April O'Neil. That's actually... No, April O'Neil now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, she's my crush now. Um, yeah. Topanga was on another, another fucking level. Like, yeah. Kimberly was like, whoa, girls are hot. And then Topanga <laughs> was like, whoa. <laughs> well, this, it might have been a... Um, might have been a timing thing because... Boy Meets World was a little later, wasn't it? Like later nineties. Yeah, 90s? let's look it up. So we're getting more into like the you know thirteen year old territory. Yeah, twelve Boy Meets World. Yeah, it could be. I could be way off. Oh I mean, yeah, that way show went early. for like eight years. Nineteen ninety three, it started. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I grew up with Corey Matthews. You know, we all did. Ben Savage. Yeah, dude. What a savage. <laughs> Truly. Have you ever seen? Um, that movie with I forget if it is it him or his brother. That's yeah, Austin uh, Powers Gold Member. No, what's the God the movie with Howie Mandel? No idea. <laughs> Little Monsters. <laughs> Little Monsters has Ben Savage, Howie Mandel, and Fred Savage. Oh yeah, they're brothers in it. They're brothers in real life too. Oh my god, you can't. <laughs> You can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Little Monsters. First of all, it's a weird movie. They all are. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Um, Howie Mandel plays a blue monster that lives under one of the kids' beds. Bro, what is and happening? In yeah, your, take, in your description right now. Look up. Look up Little Monsters, dude. I will. I'm DB is going to take all of the RAM on my goddamn computer. Little Monsters. See it? This site is out of control. There it is. There's a picture of Howie Mandel. He plays the blue monster. Oh, God. What? But he's like a punk monster. Yeah. It looks like punk Beetlejuice. Yeah. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird, dude. It's weird. Oh, it's also got um, uh, the the fuzzy head dad from um, Home Alone. Marv. Marv oh. is the dad. <laughs> nice. So Marv plays the dad, then Ben okay. Savage and Ricky Romano, whatever the fuck his brother's name is. <laughs> you change his last name to try to call out his brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why would they have different last names? So what ends up happening is Howie Mandel, the the monster. I'm not even sure what the fuck the monster's name is. I forget. Monster. But um, they go into the monster world and the monster world's under attack because there's like an evil monster. And I guess from a certain point of view, monsters are just like normal beings. They just live in like a trash heap and they go about their life. But there is, is this a prequel to Monsters, Inc.? I guess, it, you know, I was going to say that. But um, yeah, so Ben Savage helps Howie Mandel beat the evil monster in the monster realm. 
Which Interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming from somehow, some way, both realms were involved or uh, in danger. So They had the multiverse back in 1989. They were ready, man. They were on top <laughs> of it. Ben Savage and there's a Savage and there's Brother Savage. I always, I always feel like I want to watch some of those goofy films that I maybe haven't seen in forever or never seen. But then again, but you don't want to my waste list your time. Of, my list of real films that I still need to watch is so, so, so long. So we need to, we need to <clears throat> initiate like a, a weekly movie night here in the household. Just like yeah, make I, some popcorn and watch something, not Marvel, not new Star Wars, not whatever. Just I'm going to go through my list and we're going to pick something out. I'll let the yeah. wife pick. You know, the other thing I, w- I would like to do is just not watch the same shit over and over, even though that's what I do anyways. It's such a bad habit, dude. It is. It is. I feel like you have to be mentally prepared to watch something new. You have to invest yeah. mental energy. And if you're not going to do that, there's no point in putting something on because then you're right. just not going to pay attention. So, yeah, I I feel it. Um, so that's it's I, the same well, thing I say as that like as for we books. Have, we have two shows right now that we're watching, two new ones. Yeah. But I know what you mean. If I'm just like, I'm about to eat and I need to turn something on, I usually, I'm just like always sunny again. For yeah. the water, water boy. Times. I just have water, water boy, boy on repeat. <laughs> always water boy. Cooler. But then spitting a cooler. <laughs> Beetlejuice Taco says, um, prankster monster you know beetlejuice is another one that i loved as a kid all i remember is the the what's the jamaican song that they sing around the dinner table hey banana mr banana something like that with Catherine o'hara that's the only thing i remember from that movie i haven't seen it since i was like four it's um it's fun i'll say that it's definitely worth a rewatch and it's not as bad as you would think um you know it it lives up a lot better yeah. than you would expect yeah um but uh yeah i mean batman plays beetlejuice in that one so <laughs> it's fucking awesome did you hear that batman's gonna play batman in the next batman <laughs> yeah does the flash come out this year wasn't there a whole big dc promo at the super bowl we got like batman flash um black adam right and then there's a fourth one um, I thought they were coming on strong this year with four movies. And the Flash is when we're going to get Flashpoint and we're going to get all the Batmans are coming back to be Batman. Batman, uh, Black Adam, The Flash, Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, Aquaman Shazam, too. Fury of the Gods, and then in development we have Batgirl, Blue Beetle, Wonder Woman 3, and more Batmans, and oh, Green nice. Lantern, and Supergirl, and Cyborg, and Black <laughs> Hawk, and a Jared Leto Joker project, and Joker 2. I'm for it, dude. Give me everything. Dude, are they doing Joker 2? Hell yeah. This is the first I've heard of it. Well, actually, as you went through that list, I haven't seen a single goddamn about Aquaman 2 at all. Yeah, but fuck that. I mean, I'm interested in it. I love Jason Momoa, and I love the idea of the character. I just don't like the first one that much. Yeah, you know, after watching the Snyder Cuts, I'm, I'm more interested in Cyborg. I feel like they can they can flesh that out a little more. Um yeah, he seemed like almost unstoppable. Yeah, he's basically unstoppable. Like, let me just think about something and then my body can do it now. Also, I know nothing about Blue Beetle, so sign me up. So, like, And Shazam, dude. I'm, I can't believe you still haven't seen Shazam. It's it's such just like a solid movie. True, true. Yeah, it's on my list still. There's, I think there's one other DC film I haven't seen. 
I got caught up on Marvel finally, but there's, yeah, Shazam, and there was one other thing I haven't even seen yet. Oh, you haven't seen Detective Pikachu? Well, I was talking about DC, but yes, that's correct. Hey, I'll have to watch that. Well, she's a little too young to, like, pay attention to a movie. Matilda. (laughs) Buddha says Matilda. Dude, we did rewatch that a couple months ago. It's really funny. (laughs) Well, yeah, Danny DeVito's in it. I think he directed it, too. Mm. It's funny and creepy and heartwarming, you know, all at the same time. And weird. It's got like a... I could be wrong about him directing it. I thought I... Hmm. I think you lied. I might have lied. Why did I think he was like high tied into it besides being the main character? I mean, he wrote like it. Them. Hmm. Yeah, director Danny DeVito. Wow. Yeah, I was not right. Not wrong. What What else does he have uh, under his directorial... That's a good question. I was also just going to say, I felt like it had such a weird, it had weird like Tim Burton moments in it. Oh, yeah. When she gets put into that spike cage by fucking... It's fucking Iron Maiden. M- Matrus. So savage, dude. Yeah. Savage. What's the, right. what's the principal's name? Miss Trunchbull or something? Trunchbull. Dude, the other weird... Uh, scene was when she forces that kid to eat the cake. Trunch bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one where it's like <laughs> and then you're like oh my god what the fuck is this? And then he turns it around and he's victorious. Um, let's see. Anything on Danny DeVito's director credit? Matilda? There's not much. Not much that I recognize at least. A couple episodes of Taxi that he was in. And a bunch of things I've never heard of before. Yeah. You liar. It's true. It's true, man. It's true. Podcast points. Let's see what I'm forgetting here. Oh. Now that's it for for DC, I think. If you haven't seen Spider-Man yet, we won't talk about Marvel. Um, no, and Spider-Man, I do have a date for it, so I'll be seeing yes. it next Tuesday. It's getting released. So. Yes. Hell yeah. Um, I'm excited to see that again. Yeah. You know, I've heard just blatant great things. Um, so I'm Did excited. it beat? Someone, hey, Jamie, look that up. Fact check me on this. I think it beat Infinity Wars opening weekend. Yeah, I think you said that. I'll show here. Not all, obviously not all time. Um, sales and whatever, but opening weekend. Yeah, opening weekend. Fuck. Yeah, I'm excited, dude. And Doctor Strange looks. Oh man, looks so good. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about last week because I didn't notice it until like the day after our, that we recorded. Is there's a voice in the Doctor Strange trailer? Yeah, I didn't know what you're talking. about. I've only seen it once, and I didn't. Yeah, what is it? So, it I can't remember. What he says. It's like, hello, Steven, or something subtle. But I heard it and I was like, I know that voice. I can't think of the actor. And then I forgot about it because the Super Bowl was on. And then I watched an Easter egg video or whatever, like predictions, and it's fucking Patrick Stewart. It's fucking Professor Xavier. Yeah. I f- like, how is that not a bigger deal? <laughs> um, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. So that's why, well, I don't want to say that, too much. You do so have to see Spider-Man, but... That's their leak. That's how they're bringing the X-Men in. That the X-Men are from an alternate universe that... Well, 
yeah, again, I don't want to say too much without you seeing Spider-Man first. But, yeah, the idea is that with the multiverse, once it's a thing, is that people can kind of leap over from alternate timelines. Yeah. If there are, like, holes in the in the universe or whatever. Um, but, yeah. So, That's like, huge. There's, people are talking about, like, animated things could cross over into the actual movie. So, like, you could see, like, Spider-Verse things happening in Doctor Strange. Um, I don't know. It's open. But, yeah, that was that was a pretty... It's got me hyped. It's got me excited. Because I was thinking, like, we would have a number of years before they bring the X-Men into the fold. But maybe it's happening soon. Maybe it's just... Uh, maybe it's fake. Maybe it's fake out. <clears throat> Matt says he thought the voice was Adam Sandler. <laughs> Daddy. You know, if Paul Rudd can be a superhero, I wouldn't mind what. seeing Adam Sandler in the MCU. What's your least favorite uh, casting for any superhero? Um, Arnold as Mr. Freeze. Oh, I mean, you're not I mean, it's wrong. fun to laugh about. You know, I will take Arnold as Mr. Freeze, but Jim Carrey as a Riddler was even worse to me. Yeah, it was definitely uh he was definitely going for something. It was so I feel like I don't know much about the lore, but I feel like the Riddler's not that exuberant. He's more like fucking with you playing games behind the scenes. He's calculating. And that one he yeah. was like he was he was like if if Riddler was uh, an influencer on Instagram. That's what oh, he was yeah. like. ADHD Batman forever. Like on coke. <laughs> yeah. As if he's being filmed at all times. Like, I need this suit. I need the question marks. Everything's bright green. I invented this device that hooks your mind up to a goddamn TV or whatever. I can't remember yeah. what it was. I tuned out hard on that one last time. <laughs> 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 it got so weird so quick. Yeah. I don't think I've watched it since we recorded the commentary. You shouldn't. That's the worst one. And that's saying something because Mr. Freeze is in the next one. <laughs> I can't. I can't watch uh, forever. And it, oddly enough, that was my favorite one as a kid. Same. I think it was all. I think it was all timing, though. Right. Like I, was, I had know watched. I had watched the first one and enjoyed Returns, but I feel like Forever was the first time I was like, "Oh, fucking Batman!" Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and plus, I wanted all the toys from the movie. There were a lot so. of cool toys. Yeah, the Batmobile in that one was pretty cool. Oh, That's yeah. That's the one with like it had that glowing like. Yep, blue. Yeah, in the center, which was dope. And Tommy Lee Jones was cool, but uh, Tommy yeah. Lee Jones, Val Kilmer, Ugh. no. Um, Jim Carrey, no. Tommy Lee Jones, yes. I'm here for that. That was a fun, fun performance. He was unhinged. Man, Tommy Lee Jones, you throwing that out there? I don't know why my mind just fucking went blank. Uh, like I know who he is and. But I didn't. I didn't. I guess what I want to say is I didn't realize Two Face was K from oh, Men in yeah. Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, if you would have asked me who played K or yeah K, I would have been like Tommy Lee Jones, and then Two Face Tommy Lee Jones. But I didn't realize the Dude. movie connection. Like, sorry, but you brought a Men in Black, and I just thought going back to Marvel, that's a Marvel property. Like, there could be Men in Black crossovers into the goddamn MCU Jesus. at some point. Jesus. Fucking Howard the Duck, Spider-Verse, original X-Men, cartoon. 
Mm. They could do. Oh, sorry. There's just so much potential. Did you, do you ever feel? Go ahead. Did you ever see the the newer Men in Black with Thor in it? I did not. Good. No. Me neither. Thor and Valkyrie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I did not see it. Wait. So Thor exists. The actor exists in two MCU things. Two. Marvel Technically, things. I th- I do think that Men in Black is originally a Marvel thing, a Marvel project through their subsidiaries and whatnot. That's the men in. I didn't realize it was a comic book series first. Yeah, so publisher Marvel Comics. Uh, Publication date, 1990. So I want to find these fucking comics now. Hell yeah. The Men in Black. Shinobi, thanks for coming back. Boba Fett is over. We're talking about Batman and Men in Black now. Yeah. Well, just it's always safe to stay in nostalgia territory, right? Let's just talk about the 90s forever. Nothing's going to get any better than that anyways, huh? Uh, Men in Black is up there for me. That was another one that like kicked me in the ass. It holds up too. Like there's a couple weird CGI moments like the alien at the beginning when they like unzip him or whatever. There's a few little weird, you know, ILM was like just about to really crush it. But other than that, like the acting and the humor and everything just holds up so well. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something here because I was a fairly sheltered kid in the, in the in the music realm. Um, You're just forced Men to in, listen to classic rock all day, dude. It was classic rock, and then like Shania Twain. Those were the only things that I was introduced to from my parents. So, admittedly, Men in Black was like the first time I had heard any type of like rap in a yeah. in a movie. Yeah. So my introduction, and you know, I had probably heard it, but I never paid attention to it and enjoyed it in the way that Men in Black made me. So, yeah, I mean, Will Smith introduced me to like hip hop and rap through his like rap at the end of the movie. You know, let me get a, get a little discography action right here because Will Smith might be my intro into rap as well. He was pretty early on. He had that early... Um, Big Willie style. Big Willie oh, style. Oh, that was 97. Okay, so it wasn't that early. That was that, early for me. It still might have been. I mean, I was nine. I guess that was about the same time. Oh, yeah. And I I, I didn't like explore, explore music until probably early teens. Like truly just go out and like listen to random shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was definitely 97. Easily my introduction to that. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting in arguments with my parents because they were like you can't be listening to that it's explicit and this and that and i was like i it, I went quickly from being into will smith to going to like all of the puff daddy crew and then like <laughs> dmx and just funny. crazy shit that's funny because like, uh i think puff daddy was probably my second from godzilla when he redid or come with me i was going through youtube and just listen looking up a bunch of um old like 90s TRL stuff, Total Request Live, and yeah. watching music videos for like Mo Money Mo Problems and all about the Benjamins and stuff. Man, dude, they just they had so many hits back then. Just sampling all of those old tunes, mm-hmm. and they just oh man, dude, just song after song. 
Puff was good at that where he would just he never wrote a song. He just sampled every fucking thing and just put Biggie yeah. over it. And you're like, oh, this is Well, a that's that's such a big thing in <laughs> hip hop anyways. True. But for some reason, his were I feel like he kept so much of the original song in there. Mm-hmm. Like like Ben Around the World is uh Let's Dance by um David Bowie. It's just a little slower. And it's yeah. got some like extra, like an 808 on it or whatever. It's like so close to the original. Mm-hmm. I think it, I don't know. It just, it just hit differently than just taking like a horn part and like throwing it over drums or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, there was some crazy shit back then. So good. It's weird how, I mean, I'm sure that's a commonplace thing where people are introduced to different musics through <coughs> films, popular films. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, the soundtrack thing is kind of dead now, isn't it? Isn't that, that used weird? To be huge? You know, I'll say this. Um, now that we're talking about soundtracks and stupid shit like this. Music. This is a music podcast. I threw on... Um, my wife went out with a friend this weekend, so I, I stayed home. And I had a couple hours where the kid went down. And I was like, you know what? What's, what's a long movie that I haven't seen for a while and I can just put on? And randomly on HBO, I came across Rocky, and I was like, fuck it. I'll put on Rocky. You know what? I've never really sat down and watched Rocky, and I know it's list. great, so I want I want to uh, you know sit down. It felt really weird to me. Not in a bad way, just different. It felt weird, and I couldn't put my thumb on it, and I finally thought, there's no fucking music in this entire movie until he starts training or fighting. So the other hour and a half is literally silence with just conversations. Really? And I I thought to myself, my God, like, how did, first of all, how did they get away with this and it become that big? Because nowadays, if you would try to do something like that, you'd, it it would, again, it felt so weird and so glaring to me. Yeah. It, It felt like there was an hour straight where he was doing random shit, talking, having conversations, going to the bar and all this shit. And yeah. And I was like, I haven't heard a single fucking note for <laughs> 53 minutes. And it's weird to me. That's the vibe they were going for, man. Put you on edge. Yeah, that was, they did that a lot in, in older movies that where the score is not as prominent. Um, yeah. And there's been like some, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but movies like that where it's so the the lack of music makes it feel so slow in the beginning yeah and i'm like i know i don't i don't know i don't need like a clickbait opening of a movie but i do need to be a little engaged here or i'm just going to tune out and there's been a couple like i was looking up gangster movies and i think one was um oh, what is it once upon a time in america no that's not a real thing is it what am i thinking of to live and die in America. I can't remember. Um, but it was like a, a 70s, not the Godfather. And yeah, I just, I, I could not get into it, man. A lot of walking and talking. A lot of walking and, you, and talking. You and know like what? long, slow pans across the yeah. room with no sound. And there's like a phone ringing for an hour and a half. I was like, okay. It's a very Talk. visual thing, which sounds funny because you're watching a movie, but you don't realize how much <laughs> audio is involved in, in making a film. Oh, a lot. Yeah. You know, there was a, a shot. There was a shot where Rocky was getting uh, in, a, in an argument with like an old trainer. The old trainer is like 75 years old. They're yelling at each other through a, a door. And the, the long story short, the old guy leaves. And there's a shot on the street where the guy exits 
the apartment and the guy's walking away from the, the camera. And Rocky comes out and, you know, you see Rocky run up to the guy and kind of pat him on the shoulder and, you know, I'm sorry. Dude, it was like a five minute long thing where there wasn't even dialogue because it mm-hmm. was such a, a, a long shot where you mm-hmm. just saw the old guy walk out, stop and almost turn around. Nah, fuck Rocky. And he kept walking and Rocky comes out and puts his hand on his shoulder and it's like, my God, there's so much being said here without anything being said. It's kind of right. fun. But at the same time, like, let's, let's yeah. <laughs> something needs to happen. But I I don't know. I, I feel so many different ways about it because I, it's unique. I'll say that. Maybe got to be in the right mindset for it. And then I think about that. I'm also like, I'm not like a, I'm not like a huge film buff. So I guess I don't really feel as obligated to, you know, soak this up as I would. I'm like, I, I got other things to watch. <laughs> Let me go back to Always, Always Sunny. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and admittedly, I didn't even finish the movie because um, it is did, quite Did long. you like it at all or, or what? I've never yeah, seen Rocky. I, I enjoy it. And it. I think, you know, we, we throw Sylvester Stallone in, in the realm with Arnold. Sylvester Stallone's a much better actor. I'm not going to sit here and say he's great, but... You know, on a surface where he can play just kind of a mumbling, broken, you know, fighter. Yeah, perfect. He That's what he is. And, he, you know, he, he, it's not so much that he like takes you out of, of the part where Arnold takes you out of the part. Very right. much so for most of the time, except for when he's playing a fucking robot. So, yeah, I think Terminator's one of the only times where I'm not like, oh, it's Arnold. I mean, right. I, actually, no, that's not true. I know it's him. But at least it makes sense. Good call, James Cameron. Yeah, man. Do you um back to the uh, the multiverse thing? I know that has no connection with Rocky. I'm just thinking about movies in general, like new films. I feel like there is I feel like sometimes in new movies, it's like we're not as concerned about the plot or the characters. It's more so. I guess fan service is what I would say. Like there's almost like an element of like the whole point of this film is to set you up for a surprise that you didn't expect. And there's like a big reveal or there's like a Easter egg or like a post credit scene. And that is kind of taking precedence in new franchises over like the individual movies themselves. Do you feel like that at all? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'm going to try to simplify it for myself and maybe for you guys. I feel like movies nowadays are trying to connect with the viewer, whereas there's a whole realm out here that is movies that are trying to make the viewer feel something. And I feel like they can and will overlap a lot, but Mm -hmm. the focus is more to connect and be familiar with the the audience, which is a great asset, but you also need to make them make you feel something feel yeah. upset feel and I, I i do think they they are separate and there is a separate focus um yeah i don't i don't know you know obviously they're, they're like the story that you can throw out like the jump i don't know the bomb drops are gonna make you feel something i guess but it's more in like a oh shit i didn't realize that can happen with this and now oh god and then this character and, and you're like yeah but like where's the emotion you're excited because you recognize, right. not because the right. story is in, in awe, making you be in awe. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess the best of movies nowadays are ones that can do both well. 
which is not every single time. But and on one hand, I'm like, like people complain about Marvel. I've heard complaints about Marvel. It's just like, you know, they're just cranking them out so they can, you know, get as much as they can out of the IP and people just eat it up because it's the same formula, blah, blah, blah. And I get that on one hand, but I'm like, yeah. you can't have like a 50 film franchise where all 50 films are like a nine out of 10. Sure. So it's I just mean, got pretty close. Be, what's that? I said they got pretty close. They are, you know, Captain Marvel not, was at eight out of 10. Not too That's, far off. That was their swing and a miss. Right. Iron Man 3 is like 7 out of 10. Um, but, you know, you're going to have like some casualties there where, yeah, some movies are going to feel like that. But I think they have a pretty good track record. I think the best movies do it do it well. They do both things well. I think Spider-Man's in that. The new Spider-Man's in that camp. You know, a lot um, of... I think that's what, Infinity War and everything. I think that's what Disney has always done well, though. Like, even with their animated child films. Like yeah, they that's a weird f- one too because they're like Easter eggs of like just pop culture, <laughs> like real life Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, if that makes sense. Right. Like they're right. not calling back to like a previous, like Toy Story Two is not. Well, I guess it is. Toy Story Two is not breaking the multiverse, but it's like Easter eggs for the parents of like real life things. Yeah, you recognize what's going on in the film is actually going on outside. So right, right. Yeah. No, it's yeah, and I I've, I would argue Disney's always done that well. Now it's not all knocks out of the park, like you said, but it's right. No one's they've always they've always been on that track. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Disney, Star Wars. Where the fuck you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you want to point fingers at something, Star Wars, I feel like is the glaring thing that is on along one vein, the vein of f- being fam- fil- familiar fandom connected mm-hmm. where making me feel something has kind of just been left the way I would when I get excited it's because I recognize something or realize a plot you know string is being connected I don't know I feel like uh, I feel like Mando had a pretty good balance it wasn't perfect it wasn't as good yeah. as some other movies or whatever have been but Mando had a pretty good balance Boba Fett not so much I feel like Boba Fett was scared to try to be its own thing and make you feel a certain way. And it relied. Basically, it's like the only way this show survives and gets any views is because it has things that you already know inside of it. Yeah. And whereas yeah. I've, I've talked to a lot of people that were like, I haven't seen Star Wars since like the original three back when I was a kid, but I'm into the Mando and I love it. Like it, it's got a lot of people that have never seen it before or like maybe felt kind of tuned out back into the mix which is awesome yeah you know i i i'm happy i had this conversation with uh someone recently and he said oh man because he just found out uh, that i was a huge star wars fan and he's like oh what'd you think about boba and you know i said you know what i told him i was like why don't you tell me first like yes what what did you feel and he's Thank like dude you. i loved I it he's like i loved it the last episode was fucking awesome and i was like i'm That's glad good. i'm i'm happy and he's an old school fan He's an OT fan, so right, um, and he's not like not a fan of the rest. He just grew up with the, you know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of nice to hear him say that because, it, you know, I think we're both guilty of taking it too seriously, um, and trying to just let it go. But then again, you know, nothing's above criticism, and there are expectations. Be- but the expectations aren't even like for Star Wars; they're for current films it's not like mm. yeah you know it, there's, it's a bit there's, of both i think yeah 
Well, it's because Star Wars is a current film. I feel like, or current media. Well, yeah. There are things that you do in films nowadays that Star Wars hasn't been doing because mm-hmm. it's it's basing all of its stuff in their legacy. The right. legacy of, of what Star Wars was. And it's like, yeah, I don't. Oh, like you, you're getting more and more disconnected. Is all I'll say, because you know, OT is lovely, but it's dated. And then when you, oh, I don't know. It, it, it was long story short. I, <laughs> the guy I was talking to, it was nice to hear him say that he really liked it. Um, and he said yeah. mo- most of it, he really liked. He said maybe one episode was really weird, and I was like, oh, it's probably the chase scene one. But yeah, I'm glad when people like things. Yeah. I'll never complain about someone liking something. Like, we can, you know, talk about style and I, you know, prefer this over that. But if some, the fact that someone is into it and is watching it is, like, amazing. Regardless yeah. of our criticism, I don't think I would ever, like, tell someone not to watch it or, like... Oh, yeah. You know. Watch it. Right. The worst I've said is, like, wait until the finale and watch them all once instead of... Yeah, don't waste your time. Week. That's all I've said, really, you know. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Turn it off. Watch episode five and six. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, they they really were kind of, I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing because I feel like the highlights of that show were drawing drawing people back into the stuff that you love. Hey, it's Luke Skywalker, baby. 1983 again. Let's go. 1983, man. Oh, man. I don't fucking Boba Fett's know. got you fucking tired, man. Take a deep breath, Jeez Mopar. <laughs> Great timing on that. <laughs> you weren't even that mad. You've been madder before. Yeah. You've been madder than that. Yeah. I was upset. I, I, I'm still upset about Boba. Yeah. I'm upset, but I've... I've... I'm not I will say I've forgotten about it, as in I've forgotten about the show altogether, but... It's not like I'm seeding over it for like weeks at a time, you know? Yeah. Which we I also, have in the past about certain things, but... We also have stuff coming out soon. Yeah, dude. So, there's other stuff Elden that'll take, Ring, take my mind. Batman, Moon Knight is all coming right up. Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan. Well, it's uh, it's a little little short-term. Uh, mid-term. Medium-term? Mid-term. I just had college flashbacks. I almost, oh, oh fuck, God. what I got to study. <laughs> Shit, no. What did I forget? Do you remember anything from college? No, not a single thing. <laughs> no. It's so weird. Dude. I mean, there are, a world. there are no joke entire classes. I don't, I don't remember. I don't yeah, remember. I, it's hard giving advice. Like my brother's in college right now. So my mom will be like, you got to check on about him and make sure he's doing his homework and getting grades and exams. And I'm just like, dude, I didn't go to English class. I don't really know what I can tell you. <laughs> Anything that wasn't part of like the major, I was phoning it in. I was Cliff yeah. Notes books. I was, you know, I would rent books in the library instead of buying them. I would look up stuff up online instead of reading the book. It wasn't happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm t- I'm telling you, I don't remember entire classes. I don't remember going, and I know I was there because you know I would skip class on on the on the regular. But I know I was there, and I, I like if I looked at a curriculum or a uh, um, what syllabus? do you not even a syllabus a uh, li- list of classes my schedule. Oh. 
I I wouldn't be able to be. I wouldn't. First of all, I would have no idea who taught the fucking class. I wouldn't know what building it was in, and I would have no <laughs> idea who sat by me or who. No fucking idea. And then you want to ask me what did I learn in that class, dude? It doesn't exist in my mind. I wasn't there. You got to clear out the hard drive, dude. I got to clear the cash, man. I got to get rid of it all. Which is funny because then I go back. My uh, daughter's obsessed with Pokemon, so we watch Pokemon. And every time, who's that Pokemon? I know all of them. It's easy. That's I, easy. I got room for that, but fucking Frankenstein. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. Frankenstein. <laughs> there's a Frankenstein and there's a monster. That's all I know. Get it? Because the oh. monster's not called Frankenstein. Oh yeah. The doctor's called Frankenstein. Doctor Frankenstein. Frankenstein. So. I brought up a list. You always have a list. I want to hear it. Uh, you don't want to hear it. These are the <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes scores. No, I don't want to For Star Wars ranked, uh, they actually go... For the films? 12. There's 12 of them. So you got the 11 films. They put the Clone Wars in there? And then they put the 2008 Clone Wars in there too. That's fair. Which was I thought was a nice splash. But um, so let's start at the very bottom. Now, how do you want me to do this? Are we just going to talk about it? You want me to guess? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I want you to guess. So which one do you want to guess? Which do you want to guess the title when I tell you the ranking? Or do you want to guess the ranking when I tell you the title? Oh, uh, interesting. Tell me the ranking and I'll guess which ones are which. Okay. So at number 12... Uh, on the tomato meter, it's 18%. I'm going to guess that's the Clone Wars animated. Yes, you got it. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Which I thought was uh, not fair. Why is any? Why is anything that low? Like, I know it wasn't great, but it was also still good. Right? That's actually on our list of commentary that we need to do. I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah, because wasn't it in two I don't parts? remember. It was good. My brother was... My little brother was obsessed with it. And we were in... We were just out of high school. Yeah, it was like college or something. And I took him to the drive-thru to see it. And he was obsessed. And I was like, I don't remember. Zero the Hut. That's all I remember. Oh, that's where that's zero. all I remember from that. <laughs> all right. 18% is fair. That's fine. <laughs> all right. At number and 11. And his voice. I'm a hut. Yeah, that's what I'm. He hey, like yes. <laughs> He's just Eric Cartman. <laughs> Same voice actor, I hope. All right, moving along here. So you got 18, 18%. Uh, I know what's next. Clone Wars. No, you don't. Um, at 52%. Uh, it's episode one. Incorrect. Damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My gut was episode two, and then I quickly was like, wait a second. I think Tomato Meter is butthurt about the prequels, so, so it's probably one. I'm 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 following so at number 11 52% what what's your what's your guess? My guess was 1, but what's what was it? Incorrect. Actually? Keep going. I have to keep going. There's only so many films. I know, but then I'll okay. Uh well I guess my next guess would be 2. No. Jesus, Solo? No. Is it Revenge of the Sith? No. Okay, I'm lost now. What is it? Rise of Skywalker. Oh, it's that low? Mm-hmm. 52%. Uh, I thought that, for some reason, I thought that one was 
high ranking, low audience score. I must have got it backwards. No, it must be. Yeah, backwards. Um, okay. So at number 10, which you weren't wrong, but I didn't want to give you the satisfaction. But also, <laughs> well, I didn't want to give anything away, but also at 52%. Oh, well, give me 52.3%. Yeah. Come on, man. So it's it's episode one. Is it yes. down there? Yes. Yeah, so they Which both I have think 52. is so unfair, dude. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And honestly, yeah. yeah. I have a problem with, well, I have many problems with Rotten Tomatoes, but one of them is like their rankings on movies that came out before they were even a thing. Like was Rotten Tomatoes around in 99? No. Because I feel like them ranking episode four in the year like 2000 or something versus someone ranking yeah. episode four like the year it comes out as like a fresh critic yeah. is totally different. Yeah. So they are probably all just anti-prequel fuck faces over there. True. Moving along. <laughs> okay. Um, so this, everything beyond here is actually a tomato score. So it's not uh, that rotten tomato. Um, okay. So at number nine, at 65%. That's got to be episode two. Yes, which is I surprising. Can't it's yeah, it's surprising that it's that much higher, too. We're not talking like a couple points. We're talking 13 points higher than episode one. Now, I do tend to like episode two more than the average Star Wars fan, but I don't sure. think it should be better than... No way it's better than one. Come on. Yeah. Um, At number eight... 70%. We're, we're getting up there. Uh, I'm going to say three. No. Okay. This must be where Solo comes in. Yes. Good call. Okay. So uh, 70% Solo. Again, totally eight. unfair. Totally unfair. It's still a tomato, though. I don't know why the rankings go. I guess it's almost like a grade ranking, like in high school. Like if you get under a 60, it becomes a rotten tomato. But yeah, above a 60, it's a passing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so at number seven, at 80%, another 10 points we jumped. 10 percentage points. And this is, so I think 80 and above is called certified fresh. So these are where the movies actually are are considered great. Fresh. Now, I know that the critics, I feel, loved The Last Jedi. So I don't think that one's in the mix yet. I'm going to say Rogue One. No. Damn. Return of the Jedi? No. Fuck. Swinging and missing. I don't know, man. Episode three. Episode three. Got it. Okay. Which clearly... You know, outside of Rise of Skywalker, they basically said the prequels suck. Now let's now let's move on. Yeah. So, um, but I, I did like that. Even if it's you know ranked middle, it's still certified fresh at eighty percent. So, mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith is the first one that is uh, certified fresh in the Star Wars sagas. Um, moving up good. just just two percentage points, very close. Uh, at number six, eighty-two percent. Just tell me. It's so close. Rev- uh, I, I'm Return, sure I already guessed it. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I had a feeling. I remember seeing like original reviews back when those 
movies came out, and I feel like that one did get some hate. Oh yeah, teddy bears. People are pissed. People are pissed. Um, I'll just blow through the rest of these. Uh, another two percent jump. Let me let me quickly guess what's at the very very top. I would say episode five, and then four, and then eight are like the top three ranked. That's my guess. Incorrect. Balls. All right, go ahead. So the top three are five, episode seven. Oh. Uh, then A New Hope. Then uh, at 91% at number four is The Last Jedi. Okay. So um, The Last Jedi, episode four, Force Awakens, and episode five are all uh, 90 and above. Well, 91 technically and above. I'm cool with that. Um, Rogue One was the one in between uh, where we ended off. So Rogue One's at 84%. Okay. <clears throat> So. I can live with those. I can live with all of that, man. You know, I uh, I thought it did say something, though, about uh, The Force Awakens, though. Being at number yeah. two at number at 93%. Yeah, it's so... It's Well, going back to the um, our, one of our earlier discussions about, like, the movie being made strictly to, like, remind you of fan stuff and, like, fan service versus telling a story and getting a little heartfelt and balancing the two. I feel like Seven did a really good balance of those. But then it's like, hey, Star Wars is back. Let's kind of like relay the foundation and then move forward. I feel like Ryan really did try to go into a more artful direction and try new shit and be like, you know, a little more experimental with it, which is awesome. And it's just so frustrating to see like the... (laughs) Can't believe how much the bad the negative feedback made a difference for what they decided to do with nine. Yeah, I guess from like a director standpoint for eight, it does feel if it, I mean it's obviously different tones, but it's it's not like small stuff. The entire movie, the flow, the cinematography, the color schemes, like they just were everywhere you look, it was like Testing the waters. I loved the red and the black. It was very stylized. Contrast. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. There you go. Thank you. It's it's just got a specific style about it that is very attractive. And it works so well in a futuristic retro space odyssey. You know what I'm saying? Like the black, yeah. the red, the you think oh, of yeah. space and blood and it's yeah, I yeah. It's basically, you know. Metallica load just <laughs> as a as a Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, it's the fact that they uh, changed course for Episode Nine is just so startling, and you we didn't really get a sense of it in real time, I guess, or maybe we did. I don't know. In real time, while it was all happening, I was like, you know, it did kind of split the fandom, and I'm kind of annoyed, and I don't think Lucasfilm's gonna like let this you know, sway their opinion, are they? They're just going to keep doing what they were planning on doing. Not the case. So let me, let me ask, let me ask you something. Um, What are your favorite planets? Top three, not even, not even planets that you would want to live on. Just like, Hey, that's different. This is fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before I give you my three, I just wanted to say a, a an observation that I just made. 
because the the planets that came to mind immediately was Hoth and Tatooine. And I just thought it was interesting that they're the most like plain, nothing Land. happening planets. Yeah. But I don't, they popped in my head like right away for some reason. I don't know exactly why. Maybe because they are like OT, strictly their own thing. Not OT. Fuck you. They are OT. Um, that's about as OT as you get. No, I know. But the fact that it's like Tatooine is a desert, that's the only thing going on. Yes. Right. Um, whereas Off is a you know, snow. Naboo is like, it's got a lot of different shit. It's got the underwater, it's, got it's an actual water. planet. Yeah. It's like Italy, it's like Australia, whatever. Um, Naboo, definitely. Let's do one at a time so I can think. Utapau, easily. I thought Utapau was one of the most unique mm. planets that I've ever seen. And it made me, in my own mind, made me think differently of what a planet could be. That's. I thought that was really cool. When, when Obi-Wan was landing on Utapau and it went down into one of those fucking holes and I was like... <gasps> Right. This is fun as shit. Let's fucking get to this. <laughs> Built like below the surface. Yeah. Huh. Utapau is cool. I haven't thought about episode three in a long time, dude. Utapau. Some OG Battlefront action. Um, There's a couple other honorable mentions in episode three that are like really cool, but we don't see a lot. Like Felucia looked cool, but we don't really <sighs> see it. Good point. It's like Ayla dies and that's all you see. Yeah. You know, all that development of Felucia just for that like couple seconds. It's in Battlefront, I guess, but yeah. Um, man. Geonosis comes to mind. Oh, I like it because it's not just a standard desert planet. Yeah, I like it. It's like Tatooine with a little more thought behind it. Like it's a little bit of more evolved Tatooine, if that makes sense. It's got the rings. It's got the droid factory. It's got all the bugs. The arena is fucking iconic. Say what you will about episode two, but the arena and the whole attack at the end is iconic. Yeah. So yeah, I'll throw Geonosis in there. I like it. Um, I'm going to throw a wild card out there uh, because we were talking about stylistic stuff about episode eight, but crate. Mm. Fuck. Yeah. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. So different. You can eat, eat the ground. What the you fuck? Can eat the ground. <laughs> toss your fucking steak on the ground. But and you know what? It like, like salt aside, like when you move the salt aside, <laughs> when you move the salt aside, <laughs> Throw some salt over your right shoulder. <laughs> sea bass is coming at our ass. Um, but with with the red the red ground below the salt, I th- always the again. It's like a directorial, oh yeah, theme contrast style. It's I like it. I like it. Great. Yeah. I'm throwing great out there. Why not? Um, <sighs> my next one is coming from uh, Rise of Skywalker, and I'm really torn between Mustafar and Exegol. And I really like Exegol, but it is just a giant storm happening. And I think I want to say Mustafar because we see a bit more with Kylo, Reckon, Vader's Castle's there, Lava. And I want to say, Shinobi can correct me on this, but I was watching a... Um, Star Wars Explained has like a... Every year he does a like Star Wars canon timeline from very beginning all the way to you know, as far into the future as we have with whatever is new canon. And I said, he said in there from some old uh, comics that it was a Sith that fucked up Mustafar to make it a raging lava planet. Yeah. Like that was like necessarily not like its natural state. And because of like Sith rituals or something or other, I can't remember the details, but they fucked it up. So it's like the whole thing is like Sith to the, to the core. Yeah. 
which is badass. You know, I was thinking about that same thing where like a planet might be negatively affected uh, because of something that happened. Well, that sounds dumb, but my example is going to be Tatooine. We know that it had oceans. Mm-hmm. My thought was at some point, the Tuscans had to have had cities or some yeah. type of communities. And I was wondering if, you know, someone came from space and found a bunch of Tuscans and and the only way they knew to deal with them was like just to burn the whole planet and it became a big sandball and left them to <laughs> left them to die. I almost wanted to say Tatooine just because of some of the new shit that we got. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't. Um <laughs> I guess my third this is this is hard cuz there, there there are so many you know some shout outs would be Octo Octo um Octo was cool. Yeah. Camino, honorable mention of Camino. Um, Camino is I love a the fun clone, one. But that's another one where it's like one environment. It's on the Hoth and Tatooine train there. Yeah. Kashyyyk. Mm, now we're getting yeah. fun. That's fun, fun. Kashyyyk and Dagobah. Dagobah would be fucking fun. Um, I'm just going to say fuck it. I'm going to... But... Always, we see a, a city floating above Bespin. I mean, all you see in Camino is a city floating above. <laughs> Technically, I know that's why I didn't say it. Oh, that's why I didn't say it. Uh, Coruscant, <laughs> you did it again, Corellia. Um, <laughs> all we see is fucking. <laughs> all we see is just cities and shit. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna say Mustafar. Fuck it. I like. Uh, I all like right. Lava Planet. It's as simple oh, yeah. as that. Yeah, man. I I, I like it. I'm a fan. You know, you kind of make me want to watch Rise of Skywalker a little bit. Just the intro, maybe. Just Kylo you going know, on a fucking rampage. Shinobi said something. Oh, the best part, uh, Shinobi says, the best part of episode nine is the additions to the Sith lore. That's a very valid point. Like, oh, yeah. for, for, its, for its fallouts, episode nine does does teach us some shit and pushes our, our uh, ideas to the brink. Yep. Of what's yeah, possible. Yeah, and I think a lot of uh, canon that's going to be coming up is going to circle back to nine in little, yeah. little st- spits and starts. Fits well, and starts. Revan. Revan Battalion. Dude, what do you think they're going to do with the remake? Man? Is there going to be, is it going to be canon? The remake of KOTOR? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a remake. I. Th- no, it's a remake. It doesn't say remaster. It says remake. God, it's going to be a remaster though. Someone slipped. It's going to be Not a remaster. Either. I don't think so. I think they're going to ground up it. KOTOR remaster. Shinobi knows. He knows Actually, people. didn't they already? He knows Dave Filoni. No, they didn't already. I mean, it's been like HD-ified for when they ported it over yeah. to various platforms. But yeah, I just have no idea if they're going to be like true to the original and just make it look pretty. Oh. And like some better gameplay, or if they literally are going to bring it into canon, and now that Revan has been mentioned in these few little places, they're going to, you know, try to tie it in a little bit more retroactively. Retro, yeah, retro retcon. Did you know Kotor was an Xbox exclusive game when it was launched? Fuck yeah, I did. Which makes it all the more jolting to learn that this uh, remake will be a PlayStation and PC exclusive at first. Really? At least this is what the fucking thing I'm reading right here. I missed that from the announcement, I guess. Yeah. God I'm, damn it. I'm quitting. 
That's okay. Xbox will buy Star Wars before the fucking game comes out. <laughs> they should. <laughs> All right. They should. Well, <sighs> I hope that game comes quickly. Yeah. Are you playing anything else? Uh, Civilization 6. Oh, yeah. Going hard on that. It's a lot of fun. Super detailed. I did. I played like four games, and every time... I do things completely wrong, and then I like watch a tutorial. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes way more sense. And then I go back and fix it, and then I do some other three things completely wrong. It's really, really complex, which yeah. I love, but it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. There's so much things to think about. Um, and then Elden Ring comes out uh, Friday, which is the next Dark Souls installment. So, oh, to that. Yep, God, that's a whole series I haven't. Co-written or helped written or whatever by uh, George R.R. Martin. Interesting. So I'm looking forward to that. It's like, consider it Dark Souls, but you can jump and it's open world instead of... <laughs> uh, I know that sounds silly, but there you more platforming opportunities because you can actually like, you know, jump. That's it's not funny. sending you down like one path. So That was always my biggest criticism as a kid when people were playing Zelda. You're like, I remember you, you said that. You can't even fucking jump. What kind of game is this stupid shit? Even Mario can jump. Because <laughs> I've been watching a playthrough of Ocarina, and I remember you always saying that. And then also, uh, somebody talked shit about that at Mass Effect when I first started playing that. They're like, jump. I was like, I can't. They're like, what fucking game is this in 2011 where you can't jump? <laughs> it's probably me. I hadn't learned anything for a decade. <laughs> All I need to do is jump. That's that's That, that was the basis of the first game I've ever played. Mario. Where you grow up playing platformers. Like, yeah. Yeah, side scrollers. Your whole purpose to life is jumping. <laughs> and then you want me to play a game where I got to fucking roll? No. <laughs> no. Let me jump over the fuck. Yeah. So. Hmm. You know what else I actually thought of the other day was like, go back and play some Dynasty Warriors. But I don't, don't want to do fuck it. around with that. I don't want to get into that. I'm Yeah, Elden Ring comes out, so I'm going to wait. I, uh, a couple more days. I'll be playing that. I um, threw on Battlefield 2042. It's hard as shit, dude. Yeah, you finally played it. Is it any good? It's hard as fuck. It's, that's yeah. all I'm saying. It, it's... I feel like I'm good enough in a general realm in the Battlefield games that I, even if I'm playing poorly, you know, at least I'm killing a couple people, you know, walking mm-hmm. around. I couldn't, I couldn't kill anybody. It was, I was just so overmatched. I, I walked in like I was a fucking child. I had no idea what I was doing. I, uh, yeah, I must be missing something or I don't know. Yeah. Or I, mm. or it is truly you, I, it is a lot more uh, vehicle heavy. Which is not yeah. good for me. So I was never good at them. <laughs> it's never fucking good at me. Dude, and I hate it what even in I felt like Battlefield Four, it was a good blend. Like if you could you could win the game not jumping in a single vehicle. But if the other team is vehicle heavy, you know, you, you play a different tactic. I haven't learned what that tactic is yet because I can't fucking even kill a single human, let alone a tank that's running up on me and I'm I'm fucked. I don't know. Yeah, there are some games where I feel if you don't get in at launch, the entire community just gets, you know, 100 legs up on you by the time you dive in. And that might not be the case, but I have felt that way in the past. Like, even back when we, when Battlefield 5 came out, like for one reason or another, I was like a couple weeks late and I tried to pick that one up and I just felt 
I couldn't do a goddamn thing. So I'm scared to even open 2042, honestly. I never ended up buying it. Yeah. I I, I see the potential. I'll, I'll leave it there. Yeah. I just, I have not. Yeah. The, and it is one of those, it, it feels not only vehicle heavy for war reasons, but vehicle heavy just to get across the map. They're so mm. fucking big. And so yeah. just uh Maybe it was simply the the maps that I played were so big, but I don't fucking know. Yeah. Jerk it off. Advertisement. Love my face. I thought we were going to have one live stream <laughs> without Love Face XYZ coming in with it. Loveface.xyz. Jerk off advice. Exclamation point. Wet girls are here. What's your uh, favorite Star Wars film? What if it is an actual person and this is their thing in the logo? <laughs> How does YouTube not have this more locked down? I don't know. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. You're too busy canceling people. Get this fucking person off. Too the busy canceling people. You Come can't on. get Love Face XYZ trying to teach me how to jerk it. <laughs> <laughs> Level up tips with the jerk. See if we can have them a uh, guest on the show next week. All right, uh, everybody. 292. Couple days away from Elden Ring and a couple weeks away from Batman. Batman, I'm fucking, I'm here for it. I'm ready. I'm here for it. Uh, that's it. That's all I want to talk about. That's all we have to say. Fuck him. Hey, take some cheese. Wipe my ass. Would you please take some sass off this death stick? <laughs> I was going to try to keep the beat going for you, but sorry. You, you opened with <laughs> Take some cheese. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't do it. I could not do it.